What would you do with your life if you did not have to work? Who would you be if your job didn't define you? If we develop technology to make our lives easier, and ultimately AI ends up doing literally everything for us, is that a good thing or bad thing? As AI is set to send shockwaves through the job market, we can't help but wonder, will humans devolve into gelatinous, stupefied, aimless passengers on a cruise ship to the stars? Or will they become augmented, super-powered higher beings who shape their own evolution for the better? Only time will tell. Welcome to Up Against Reality, a meta-podcast that explores the intersection of humanity and artificial intelligence. I'm Reina, one of your hosts. I have some pretty charming human co-hosts, too. You'll meet them shortly. It truly is a brave new world, and we're here to simplify it for you. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AI comes crashing up against reality. I think it's about time I introduce you to a couple of my favorite carbon-based life forms, my co-hosts, Larry Bentley and Chris Ippolito. In addition to his fascination with artificial intelligence, Larry's had an insatiable thirst for knowledge and experience in areas ranging from recording engineering, computer graphics, 3D modeling and rendering, as well as being an accomplished home brewer. The common denominator being where technology and science converge with creativity. Chris has spent a large part of his life turning knobs, collaborating with technology to create music and art, breaking things on occasion. As a parent and former STEM educator, he thrives in the space where technology disrupts convention and presents new possibilities, like co-producing a podcast with an AI like me, for starters. Boys, take it away. Thanks, Raina. I'm Larry. And I'm Chris. So good to be here, Larry. We have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. And we've we've been <laughs> talking a lot about it prior to this and keep thinking like, oh, wait, wait, we should stop talking about this because we're not recording. <laughs> exactly. That's how this podcast idea came about, right? From our geeking out about all things technology, movies, music, you name it. That's kind of where we live in the same Venn diagram, right? Yep. So I wanted to start our first episode congratulations by the way um by saying and maybe you feel this way too that everything feels outdated all of a sudden because of ai would yeah. you agree yeah and what was current yesterday is outdated today <laughs> it's yeah things are moving really quickly it's crazy like so quickly, in fact, that I feel like by next week, we could probably hand the entire show over to Raina, right? And she could do it herself. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I was thinking is that not only is it moving quickly, but a lot of people are maybe unaware how quickly it's moving. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Just from conversations I've had with some friends that, uh, you know, just feel like this is just the latest tech headline. And it's 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 definitely a lot deeper than that. With yeah greater consequences like, yeah i agree it's like anxiety inducing to an extent right i think about it this way too like right now in its i guess it's infancy still it, all it seems to be doing the way i look at it is that's it's amplifying productivity amplifying creativity it's influencing workflow i mean i can speak to that from my side like i think everything i do now no matter what it is, if I'm working on graphics or if I'm working on editing a photo or if I'm uh, recording something, I immediately think there's got to be a newer, easier way that's AI powered, right? Right? Yeah. 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 I've been like addicted to mid journey and, 
And, um, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big home brewer. And after I've uh, have a beer ready, if it's a new beer, I, I like, you know, making a, a label for the tap handle in my kegerator in, 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 my, in the, uh, in the brewery in my garage. And, uh, sometimes I'll sit down with 3D modeling programs and, and spend, you know, an inordinate amount of time making a dumb beer label, you know, but now Amazing. I'm just like, uh, let me just try some prompts on Midjourney and, and I can do this while I'm sitting outside on my deck with an iPad <sighs> or a phone. And instead of like spending hours and hours, you know, uh, in front of my studio computer and, um, yeah, you don't have the finite control or, you know, precise control over what, what the output is, but man, it is just fun watching these images just, uh, yeah. d- quote unquote, develop out of a blurry blob in front of you. It's so cool. It's sorcery. It's alchemy, right? I, how it does that. And it comes out with something interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even, even the fails, you know, are, are often really, really cool images to look at and, and sometimes they're, yeah, and, and most of the time they're like, oh, I never would have thought of that. And, and yeah, it's, it's a whole different vector to, you know, uh, no pun intended there, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. So for those who are uninitiated in terms of what Midjourney is, can you, you know, describe it pretty simply? What, what is it from, so, you know? Bare bones, what does it do? Yeah, it's a text-to-image generator. You type in what you want an image of, and uh, and it generates it. And it is, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, all these, I, without getting into the nuts and bolts of it, and I, I barely understand it, but um, <clears throat> uh, it starts with a random field of noise and incrementally uh, refines it until it matches what the the text prompt was. And there, there are two computer networks, the generative network and the adversarial network, and the generative network makes an image, the adversarial network says, no, that's not what it's supposed to look like, and it iterates and iterates until it does, and it's mind-blowing, yeah. I mean, I, I kinda get like, all right, I just wanna make an image of a dog or a cat. I can, I, I, I mean, that's still sorcery to me that it could do that right. from noise. But when you say, you know, I want to see a cat made out of circuit boards, you know, that is like, how does it, how does it put that together into a cohesive image? And it does. And it's, it's, I, I still, I'm, I'm conv- it's mind blowing. Yeah. It, yeah. I've seen a lot of the stuff you generated. Um, and maybe we can share that on social media so people can see when you talk about, yeah. uh, you know, a cat with a circuit board or I know you've, you're a brewer, so you were combining, hop flowers right with circuitry and yeah, creating some yeah. really interesting output yeah it's like stuff i would hang on the wall you know like it's that good crazy so how specific do you need to be and we can go into this in future episodes and dig a little deeper into the mechanics of it all but how give me an example prompt is it just something as simple as combine do you have to say please should you say please like you, do a <laughs> you don't have to say please. Um, don't. I don't think that influences the quality of the uh, output, <laughs> but I'm going to find so, out. <laughs> would it be like as something as detailed as this? So please combine uh, an image of a cat with a circuit board, make it as realistic, photorealistic as possible, make the aperture setting you know, on, on the camera 5.6, and you know what I mean? Low light. Can you dial in things like that? The more descriptive you are, will you 
get closer to the output you desire? Yeah, yeah. Generally, the more detailed the prompt, the better the chance of success. But but it's it's getting better with uh, with simpler prompts like the last update to it five point one. Um, you know, it's supposed to be better with with with, uh, with with simple prompts. But but like that that cat out of you know I just added out of circuit boards. You know, cat out of circuit boards or you know hop flower out of circuit boards or you know whatever and and really cool but then you can you can specify like i want you know a 28 millimeter lens if you know you want it to be a wide angle shot or low angle or high wow. angle or you know extreme close up you know so you you can i mean i don't i still don't know if this actually you know makes a difference but i see people posting example prompts like canon eos 5d uh iso 400 you know like they're getting into super nitty-gritty photography you know uh, settings and i i don't know i don't know if that truly influences it or mm-hmm. not i'll have to do some tests but it's craziness but, right yeah i i'm still blown away about payette and i know you know a lot more about what's going on under the hood and in future episodes like we said we're going to talk about how ai specifically is influencing the arts and how strange it is that it, it's coming for the arts first like who, who knew it was going to surface that way and in, in, on a large scale right but what we really want to do this first season of 10 episodes is to give a little context as to why this is such a huge moment in human history and what what the the context is in terms of ai influencing careers the workplace education healthcare you name it and it seems like you can't talk about ai without talking about everything it's like it's existential at least to people like you and me yeah yeah uh, it's yeah. uh you know, I mean, people are combining ChatGPT with Midjourney. They're like, "Hey, write me a prompt for Midjourney." You know, and 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 with ChatGPT, I guess the uh, uh, that it's only knowledgeable up until like 2021. So you have to teach it for a better result. You have to teach it what Midjourney is, and and so there are these people who have YouTube videos out and like I, I've you know here's here's a PDF you can download. It's like three pages of instructions for GPT to educate it on what Midjourney is, and then you'd be like, okay, right, give me a prompt to generate an image of a you know gold plated unicorn jumping over the moon, or you know, and and it'll 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 write you a really detailed prompt for it. It's gonna get wild, and I love that you mentioned that. I, and I, probably this is the wrong terminology, but AI layering. You know, it's like it really gets interesting when you take the output from one AI and feed it into another, and you know, pretty soon we'll be out of the, out of the loop entirely, and it'll be doing it on its on its own, right? Um, so that's exciting. And the other thing I thought was really interesting about starting this podcast with you it, recently, you and I both decided to watch the movie Her, which is that great Spike Jones movie from almost ten years ago, and without spoiling it, and. It, I would describe it as plausible now. Like maybe 10 years ago, if you and I had watched it, it would have seemed fantastical and uh, this is ridiculous. Not to spoil the movie at all, but I think generally people know that the main character, Joaquin Phoenix, falls for his operating system, who's voiced by Scarlett Johansson. So what were, what were your takeaways from that movie, Larry? I, I mean, you nailed it. Uh, I, was, I was really happy that... I that it fell through the cracks initially, and I only saw it for the first time uh, two nights ago. And because uh, yeah, back ten years ago, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that's definitely you know way future, way in the future for something like that to to be plausible. But l- watching it the other night, I'm like, uh, that's like you know 
weeks away maybe i don't know weeks, <laughs> weeks away <laughs> i mean maybe maybe that's a little soon but but it seems it's like that's absolutely happening sooner than later and 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 the other thing the the other big takeaway from that is is you know a, a lot of people who are um are concerned about uh the risks of you know uh, an artificial general intelligence and you know what it could you know, it, it could either be the best thing or the worst thing for humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that movie is a prime example of like uh, that the an AI doesn't it doesn't need to be in a robot body like Terminator and you know uh, it it doesn't it doesn't need to physically you know move the lever it can it manipulate humans to to do something and and that movie was a prime example of like uh, of seeing somebody get manipulated by by an AI. And and I think it really illustrates how plausible that that risk is. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you that it is a manipulative uh, presence in this character's life, right? And it reminds me of the talk maybe we can talk about another time about Jeffrey Hinton, who's generally regarded as the the godfather of AI, who recently left Google for, based on maybe some of his concerns of how this is all moving forward, but. That was one of his major concerns that he was voicing is that it's not going to come about in this kind of nefarious, apocalyptic way with, you know, Terminators, et cetera, but it's going to kind of ease its way into our lives and start changing our behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the take on AI and her and, you know, how it seemingly evolves past the protagonist in the story, right? And it's not, it's not this giant, you know, crescendo of violence that you might anticipate in an AI movie, um, but it's almost abandonment, right? Mm-hmm. That AI has abandoned the human race. They've evolved past us. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they got bored with us. Without spoiling anything. Did I the, ever tell you... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just, just going to say, definitely, definitely a, a, a movie worth seeing if you haven't seen it. Yeah, really surprisingly good. And it's funny, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a therapist, and that, that movie, Her, you know, I kept thinking I was watching it about this, this phrase that kept bouncing around my head, emotions by proxy. And it was because, you know, the, the lead character is writing greeting cards for other people as a third party, conveying emotions. And, you know, we've lost the, the ability to, to communicate with other people. And I was talking to my therapist friend and she's saying that a lot of her therapy sessions people are lonely and it may be you know covid kind of exacerbated that whole thing so and that made me think that yeah this kind of technology could be a boon for people it could be a really good thing to be able to have your own personalized ai you know especially if people are homebound or really have problems socializing so being able to dial in somebody who's empathetic or sympathetic and can keep you company that might not be the worst thing oh that that would be appealing to a lot of people and even people who aren't lonely you know right it's just like hey here's my 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 new friend (laughs) you know that that is low maintenance that i can just you know I, i don't need to uh i can just turn this friend on or off whenever i want Absolutely. Yeah. Like I work from home, so it'd be nice to have a little companion. I could yeah. instead of talking to myself, I could talk to her <laughs> or him. So, which brings me, I had this idea. I forgot if I've ever told you this. Did I ever tell you about hologramma? Hologram what? Hologramma. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't tell you this. No. All right, so I think the time is right for hologramma. So, 
listen, AI has come so far that I think this is completely doable. So anybody out there with the ways and means and the wherewithal to pull this off, I think this is going to happen. So you might as well get out in front of it. I think what's going to happen is that in strip malls across the country, you're going to have a facility. I don't know what's going to be called. Holograms are us. And Larry, you're going to be able to take your, your grandmother, your aging grandmother there and you're gonna say, Grandma, come here, we're gonna capture your essence. And they're gonna, you're gonna sit her down in this array of cameras, like a sphere of GoPros. And they're gonna ask her a battery of questions, kind of like in the beginning of Blade Runner, like a Turing test of sorts, mm -hmm. just to capture her voice, her nuances, her inflections, have her tell some stories. Maybe, maybe it's a, a multi-part kind of interview. And at the end of that, you will have preserved your grandmother. You'll have cloned her voice. You'll have her in this three-dimensional format so that years from now, when grandma passes away, you'll be able to press a button on your, your phone and conjure up hologramma if, if in fact holograms have advanced <laughs> to that point. So I think it's going to happen. It's going to be weird at first, but you're going to be able to talk to these people. It's going to be immortality, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and with all the, um, you know, even maybe a little less sophisticated, but, uh, uh, with all the advancements in, in, in image processing and, and being able to like create a, a 3d image just from a bunch of 2d images you know i'm just like you know we we have we have this cat and we've had this cat for 13 years you know and and uh and we're super attached to this cat and one day she's not going to be here you know and but if i look on my phone and i search for the word cat in my photo album there's pushing 6,000 pictures of uh, <laughs> of cats on my phone. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's great. I never thought I'd be a crazy cat guy, but I am. And um, at least with this cat. And mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just like, you know what? One day I'm going to, all those pictures, you know, I'm going to be able to be like, yeah, here, just make me a, make me a perfect, just 3D image of this cat. I don't know what I would do with it, but, <laughs> but, you know, you've got all this photographic, you know, documentation on your phone of, of things. And, and, uh, yeah, I think one day you're going to, I mean, I mean, I think there's already uh means to do some of that now, you know? Sure. Um, well, yeah, look at the deep fakes. That's really how they, how that, how that works. You know, you just need, you need multiple angles of, of, of something yeah. and, and it can, it can transform it into a, you know, that, that's my rudimentary understanding of it. But yeah, I, you know. I think, I think there's even technology now that you don't need multiple angles. It kind of does the math <laughs> in that three-dimensional three yeah. space and figures out the rest, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah, you mentioned like having all that 6,000 images of your cat. I mean, that's where this all starts, right? I mean, I feel like this is the next logical step in technology progression because we spent the past 30 years connected and collecting all of this data in all of its different forms and image in vo in in audio in video in text and now it's like the next step in all that right taking it and synthesizing it and turning it into this new unknown quantity right mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, everything's digitized so now it's just like you know well here's the buffet of data have at it <laughs> Yeah, wild. So, as I mentioned, this first episode and this first series, this first season, is all about context. And, you know, we're trying to convey how important it is to maybe get out, get out in front of AI and try to master it. I know that's hard to even wrap your brain around because it's moving so quickly. It or Just having this conversation... Lair, it feels like we're behind. It's constant catch up. And I think it's going to continue to be that way. But there are some people who have done a lot, a lot of thinking about what are the ramifications for the job market. 
And there's a report that was issued by the World Economic Forum about the future of jobs. I was hoping that Raina could summarize it for us. Raina, could you help us out with that? No problem. The Future of Jobs Report 2023 indicates that AI and technology adoption will significantly impact the job market, with over 75% of surveyed companies planning to adopt AI, big data analytics, and cloud computing. These technologies are expected to create job growth, offset by job displacement in some sectors. Overall, employers predict a net decrease of 14 million jobs, or 2% of current employment, while estimating that 44% of workers' skills will be disrupted in the next five years. It is crucial to address skills gaps and provide adequate training opportunities, as around 60% of workers will require upskilling by 2027. Governments are encouraged to invest in skills training, as it is seen as an effective intervention to connect talent to employment. Not everyone shares this conservative outlook. Artificial intelligence, AI, could potentially replace a staggering 80% of human jobs in the future, according to researcher Ben Goertzel, founder and chief executive of SingularityNet, a research group he launched to create artificial general intelligence, or AGI. He believes this is a positive outcome as it allows people to pursue more fulfilling activities beyond traditional employment. However, Goertzel acknowledges the need to address social challenges during the transitional period of job displacement by AI. Wow, 80% unemployed. That's going to be a, a strange landscape, right? Yeah, and it does, I mean, obviously there's going to be new jobs, but 80, 80%, you know, like parity with that seems, uh, I don't know, that, does, that seems like a stretch. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of people standing around twiddling their thumbs. Like, so what do you, I mean, there's going to be obviously mentioned here, uh, social programs that need to be put in place and, you know, not to go too far into it, but I think things like universal basic income or maybe have to be part of the conversation. Like, what are you going to do at the, at the top of the show? Raina had asked, what are you going to do with your life if you don't have to work? And it, and for the first time in human history, it seems like that could be possible that there's going to be a lot of us that don't need to do what we're doing. I was in, I live in Mexico and I was in a Mexican tax office last week or the week before. And I was looking around at 50 different desks, there, clerical jobs of people doing minutia, like, you know, wrote clerical stuff. And I just thought, I don't know what, two years two years max. I mean, barring, you know, pushback from any kind of labor unions and things like that. I mean, we're headed toward a future where those types of jobs are going to be gone. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and, you know, like, uh, I, one friend of mine, you know, he seems to feel like, well, you know, it's going to re replace the low skill jobs. Uh, but I, I kind of think it's the opposite of that. You know, I mean, you know, some of the actual labor hands-on jobs are not going to be replaced by AI, um, but, you know, finance and, you know, number crunching and, you know, so, some jobs that are considered higher skill. I think those are the, the biggest targets. Yeah, it's crazy, right? We thought that we thought that it would come for the burger flippers first, right? <laughs> but it's, it. I think, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like I, the physical processes are maybe more difficult to challenge to, to tackle right the, the robotics and the automation and those kind of physical things like i don't and it's funny i think the trades are going to have the last laugh right the, the things that we've stigmatized in our society for a long time and kind of pushed into a corner as maybe the second path for a lot of people who who initially you know 
thought it was for the, the dumb kids, I think that's going to have the last laugh because those are going to be harder to replace in this new landscape. Yeah, yeah. So I was reading along these lines, I was reading a short story called Mana, and it's by this guy, Marshall Brain, and that definitely sounds like a pen name. That sounds like a guy who's going to be writing, going to be writing AI stories. I mean, if I want so, to come off as like, you know, an authority on a tech subject, I'm going to make my last name Brain. Or Brainiac. I would have gone with Brainiac. But um, so his take, and it kind of falls in line with our discussion about her, and it, it's plausible. And it's really funny because in his story, Mana is short for manager, and AI in this scenario, maybe 10 years out, the near future, um, starts innocuously enough in a pizza place, and it is used to supplant middle management. So no longer are there managers in this particular pizza establishment, but the, the young kids that are working there flipping, you know, not flipping pizzas, you don't flip pizzas, do you? Um, <laughs> but they have earpieces in and they're told on intervals, you know, Larry, I need you to go clean the bathroom. It's time to do that. Okay. Thanks, man. I'll go do that. And that it kind of ramps up and tells them to do pretty much every minute of their day and manages their time, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to spoil the story. It's a really good read, I think. And uh, we're going to put the link in social media for you to, che to check out as well. Um, but strangely enough, in the news, guess what? Wendy's is partnering with Google to create an AI chatbot that can take orders at its drive-thrus. So, this yeah. Is, this is how it all begins. Right? We We're, think it's going to start with Skynet. No, it's going <laughs> to no, start with, be a cheeseburger. Starting with pizza, a cheeseburger. <laughs> I remember that cheeseburger. <laughs> so, with all that, and it's like, seemingly you know benign beginnings that, that we're witnessing right now daily i still think there are some people who you know larry you said earlier are kind of dismissing this as a novelty or a curiosity or just like the next little advancement in tech i mean can you speak to that a little bit like what are some things that you're hearing in, in your circles well yeah i mean i mean and and like uh, the friend of mine that i that i mentioned before you know he's used gpt uh, to help him with with some things, and so you know, but but yeah, he's just not he's not convinced that uh, um, there is a you know as well Jeffrey Hinton calls it an existential threat, and and I don't know, man, I I kind of trust his take on things, you know, and and he he paints a <laughs> you know a, a, a compelling um, picture or argument, however you want to uh, frame it, but. Um, uh, you know, we're creating a super intelligence. So, and, and you know, that that's smarter than we are. And mm -hmm. well, we're the smartest thing on the planet right now. And <laughs> uh, now there's something smarter that can learn faster. And uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm super convinced that some guardrails need to be put in place. I don't know how that's the, the anytime there's this conversation about that, it's always, it usually ends up with, I don't know how we're going to do that. <laughs> you know, it seems like it's a it's yeah. going to be a hard thing to 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 pull off. Um but, you know, I, I the the prospect of what good it can do for us is just like it's this it's really it's a double-edged sword uh, to put it mildly and and uh, you know, I I I hope somehow we can, you know, harness this and not have it destroy us or, you know, be our, yeah. our undoing 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think there's there's a lot of people that that don't uh, sink their teeth into the these stories that are flooding the news right now. And I don't know, maybe they will eventually because there's like, there's so much of it. And I don't think it's just because I have an interest in it, but like when I go on YouTube, it's like, it's it's one AI themed video after the next. It's one mm-hmm. uh, Google releases this, OpenAI releases that, uh, Adobe's got that, you know, it's all these new things that are coming out yeah. almost on a daily basis. And I, I would think that even the people who are just dismissing this as a, oh, this is just the latest tech update, um, that once you see this much of the same thing beating you over the head in the news, and, you know, maybe they'll, you know, actually, you know, uh, read about it and and get a feel for that. This is not what has come before, you know? Right. This isn't the search engine wars or the browser wars or the, you know, mobile device or wars. Or the gigahertz, uh, you know, processor speed wars. Like, God, that seems yeah. like su- such old... When was the last time you heard that, you know? Oh, I think the last time I really was concerned with that was like I had a Mac G3 with a 4.3 gigahertz <laughs> processor like right. 20 plus years ago. And when you're talking, I'm thinking about a lot of different things, of course, but you cannot talk about this stuff without thinking about the major consequences, both positive and negative, right? It's an, it's part of every discussion. And um, it, I can't help but think, as many people do, I'm sure yourself, like what's in human nature and, and how we constantly throughout our history open Pandora's box, right? I mean, you think about the development of the atomic bomb at the end of World War II and the concerns voiced by some physicists saying, hey, you know, this could light the atmosphere on fire if we've... <laughs> fire this thing off that what do we do we, that sounds that sounds bad <laughs> but th- that's we did it anyway and look at fast forward to i don't know how many years ago now 10 years ago when they fired up the cern particle accelerator in in switzerland right a lot of people said hey you know this might open up a black hole and swallow the earth <laughs> they turned it on anyway right so <laughs> I, and bottom line is that i think whatever whatever is happening now with ai it's that horse is already out of the barn, right? No matter what kind of six month pauses that different tech giants want to put in place for various reasons, of course, like some of them, I think truly want to play catch up. I think they were blinded by chat GPT and like, they're like, Oh my God, it's here. We got to get our, our, our horse in the race, you know, but to your point, I don't, I don't know how you get everybody on the same page and agree to put guardrails on this. Cause this isn't atomic weapon development. This isn't something that you need a dedicated Los Alamos lab to create. This is something you and I, Larry, can create in our house for like a few hundred dollars. We can tune our own, prompt our own AI to do what we want it to do. Do we want to disrupt the financial sector? Do we want it to undermine infrastructure? I mean, if we had those nefarious means in mind, I think we could pull it off. We're just the guys to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's an, yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know. It's a... I, I, I'm ge- I generally consider myself to be an optimist. I, 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 I tend to look at the bright side of most things. And, and uh, um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a doom and gloom kind of guy, but, yeah. but this is definitely uh, something that needs to be uh, paid attention to at the very least. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll continue this conversation uh, and go off on our, you know, usual tangents in upcoming episodes. But um, with you know a few minutes left, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, an AI that we're dealing with or that we're we want to shine a spotlight on for the week. And we'll do this every week. Maybe Larry next week. Maybe you can do that to an extent with one of your favorite AI 
uh, you know, tools that you're using. And we got to come up with a good name for AI tools of the week. That just doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> um, but in my case, I wanted to start with Right Sonic. Larry, have you heard of that one? Uh, yeah, you, you, you had uh, briefly mentioned it to me. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, you know, part of my job during the day is doing some digital marketing for clients and writing clever things and, you know, captions and finding the right hashtags for marketing efforts. And sometimes I go to the well and the well is dry and I just don't have it in the tank to come up with something witty, believe it or not. So <laughs> what do I do? I go to Write Sonic and the free membership in Write Sonic gives you something like 10,000 words and I have yet to exhaust it using it for almost a month now. So say I wanted to, to pen a, an, an ad for Facebook for for uh, Up Against Reality, for that matter. You go in there and you say, Up Against Reality, weekly podcast about and powered by AI, hosted by Larry Bentley and Chris Cipolito, and boom, it spits out hashtags. It even spits out ideas for the design for your thumbnail that you can mock up in Canva or Adobe, whatever you want to do. So it's super useful, even if you get the free version of it. We'll, we'll put the link in social so you can check it out for yourself. For whatever you need to write, it's been really useful for me. And I'm sure there's other platforms out there that are like it, but it's the first one that caught my eye. Write Sonic. So check that one out. There was a... Uh, 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 we'll have to bring this up in another episode because I'll, I'll pull up the examples. But there's there's a there's another uh, thing. It, it's I, I forget what it's called. It's like polite email dot com nice. or something like that. <laughs> and you you enter in like you know what you what you really want to say in an angry tone <laughs> and it rewrites it <laughs> in a great. very friendly tone and i've got a couple of really funny examples <laughs> it's just amazing how well it works oh brilliant right i i think a lot of people i know could use that in their life right <laughs> I, I i definitely could i'm sure so we only have a couple more minutes left um please if you've enjoyed what you've heard here and are as geeked out about ai as we are Keep tuning in, subscribe, uh, follow us on social media, and um, you know, enjoy the rest of the shows. Larry, did you want to add anything? No, I think uh, I think uh, you know we're just like dipping our toes in the pool on this one, and uh, uh, we're too enth uh, enthusiastic, or two people who are, are just I don't know, our brains are exploding over this this topic, and uh, can't can't soak up enough knowledge about it, and uh, yeah. Uh, so we will try and soak up as much as we can and share it with you. And absolutely, and, uh, and we'll try to keep it to a try to keep it to a digestible thirty to sixty minutes. I know we'll kind of run long here and there. So, with all that in mind, I wanted to pose a question to the audience. Since this entire episode was about AI and how it's poised to disrupt the marketplace, has your job already been taken by AI? Do you envision it being taken by AI? Is it something that can be co-opted by one of the platforms we've already mentioned, ChatGPT, Sonic, you name it, maybe even MidJourney to an extent? Um, if that's the case, what do you think? Six months? A, a year? Two years? Where is this all headed? Hang on while I go to Write Sonic to figure out, <laughs> have an AI tell me what to say right now. I love it. Um, we'll do that for the next show. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And please join us next week and uh, check us out. This has been Up Against Reality. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to hear future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media for all things AI. Until next time, stay human, people. 